I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello and welcome to Q&A, our regular podcast offering from the Hindustan Times. I'm Prashant Jha, the editor, views of the newspaper. The political crisis in Rajasthan continues. Chief Minister Ashok Gehloth has now sought an assembly session to ostensibly prove his majority. After back and forth with Governor Kalraj Mishra, the assembly session has been convened from August 14th. Sachin Pilot and his set of rebel legislators continue to claim that the Gehloth government is now in a minority. The battle between the two factions has reached the High Court as well as the Supreme Court. The Rajasthan story is about the internal implosion in the Congress and the inability of the central leadership to reconcile the competing ambitions of the various internal factions that inhabit it. It is about the BJP, its relentless quest for power and its ability to leverage the fault lines that it sees in its primary opponent, the Congress. But more than that, Rajasthan is about institutional decay that lies at the heart of the Indian constitutional order today. In this edition of Q&A, I'd like to focus on the story of India's institutions, its investigative agencies, the office of the governor, the office of the speaker, and yes, the judiciary. First up, what has been the role of the state apparatus? And when I talk about the state apparatus, I'm talking about the police, I'm talking about the investigative arms that lie within the power of a government, be it a state government or the central government. In Rajasthan, there is little doubt now that Chief Minister Ashok Gehloth has used the various instruments available to the state government to hound his political rivals. The fact that there has been phone tapping ostensibly to show that legislators are being lured away or that a special operations group investigation has been set up primarily against Sachin Pilot and his rebel legislators is evidence that institutions of the state are being used for political ends. The BJP is not far behind. The fact that income tax raids were conducted against close aides of Ashok Gehloth and the fact that in an old case, the Enforcement Directorate has summoned Ashok Gehloth's brother cannot just be a coincidence. To be sure, this is not to suggest that investigations must not happen. But the timing of these investigations, both in Rajasthan and on the centre's behalf, show that there is more than what meets the eye. The fact that political parties want to do this is not the surprise. The fact that investigative agencies, which are ruled by their own laws, are statutory in nature, are willing to play along, is the worrying element in this saga. 
what has been the role of the speaker in rajasthan the speaker sought to initiate disqualification proceedings against rebel legislators with great speed this is the case that is now in court that went to the high court and the high court has now stayed the proceedings the speaker can well say that once the congress party wrote to the speaker seeking the initiation of these disqualification proceedings he followed due process this is true and therefore one is not critiquing the speaker in rajasthan in particular but think of a counterfactual if it was bjp which had written to the speaker in rajasthan and remember the speaker in rajasthan comes from a congress background mr cp joshi has in fact been a minister in the congress government in the upa government at the center then would the speaker have initiated the disqualification proceedings with the same speed especially if bjp had written to him about mlas who were seeking to leave the party and back the congress but it is again not about rajasthan think about karnataka where a speaker who was friendly to the congress janata dal secular government sought to take decisions which would give that government a longer lease of life think about manipur where a speaker who belonged to the bharatiya janata party and had won elections on a bjp ticket was willing to take decisions which helped the bjp win a rajya sabha seat and in fact prolong the tenure of the nbirin singh government there is a pattern the pattern is that the office of the speaker which is supposed to be a non-partisan institution as soon as a leader becomes a speaker he is supposed to forget his party loyalties his past party loyalties that office of the speaker is no longer as non-partisan as it is meant to be what has been the role of the office of the governor in rajasthan the ch- chief minister sought an assembly session from july 31st the governor rejected three proposals of the government he sought a set of clarifications on the agenda of the house on how social distancing protocols will be maintained in the house and suggested a 21 day notice period before the convening of the assembly now the fact is that both the constitution and a series of successive supreme court judgments lay out how the floor is sacrosanct the floor of the house it also allows the executive to seek a session of the legislature the governor in the case of state assemblies and the president of india in the case of the parliament of india has very limited discretionary room in this regard the fact that governor mishra did not want an assembly session immediately has given rise to suspicions that he and remember he belonged to the bjp before he took over as governor wanted to give the opposition and rebel legislators more time to rally their numbers once again this is not about rajasthan in karnataka in manipur in madhya pradesh in places where bjp has governors who have in the past belonged to the party it has been easier for the bjp to meet its political goals but this is not just about bjp either the congress when it was in power appointed its own leaders its own sympathizers as governors and they often did the center's bidding the governor therefore or the office of the governor therefore has once again become an instrument in the power play between competing political parties in the indian political landscape what about the judiciary there is no doubt that indian citizens and indian political actors have 
utmost faith in the majesty of the courts and in the law taking its own course it is primarily because of their own failure and the failure of the political class to protect the autonomy of the legislature that the judiciary has often had to step in but once the judiciary steps in it's important for the courts to have a consistent doctrine based on a set of principles which would help and enable political stalemates to come to a conclusion based on law and rationality in rajasthan the high court has not allowed the speaker to initiate disqualification proceedings against the mlas the usual judicial precedent in such cases is that the legislature proceedings like disqualification are within the domain of the speaker once the speaker takes a decision then it can of course be judicially reviewed if there is a legal challenge in earlier cases in karnataka for instance the supreme court said that rebel mlas of the congress jds cannot be compelled to participate in the proceedings of the house this effectively reduced the strength of the congress jds government and eroded more importantly the power of the speaker over deliberations over decisions in the house with major political implications the point is simple the judiciary is india's last hope it is an institution that all citizens deeply respect it has time and again proven that justice can be delivered by the judiciary however it is important that to avoid any unnecessary controversies the judiciary evolves a set of consistent principles and delivers them consistently to be able to avoid any allegations against which would undermine the dignity of the courts put all of this together and there is a disturbing story that emerges political parties will rise and fall governments will come and go but the constitution of india and the institutions that it has envisaged will remain permanent these institutions lend legitimacy and stability to the system if there are questions about institutional autonomy if these institutions are not performing the role that they are meant to be if these institutions get dragged into controversies political controversies and become the subject of blame game between political parties the very legitimacy and stability of the political system will come up for questioning that is why it's important for indian institutional reforms to take place where they can act in independent constitutional ways This brings us to the end of this edition of Q&A. If you have questions for us, if there are issues you would like us to engage with, please do write to us at podcasts@hindustantimes.com. For those of you who are on social media, we are on social media too on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at HT Smartcasts. Till next week, stay safe. Thank you. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series Raising April. It's the most intimate sports related conversations you will hear. Each week we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, 
Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.